Julio Garcia writes in, how do I scale my business without setting myself up for failure? Julio, I could not have asked a better question. Well, you're going to hear my answer on today's show, so buckle up, because here we go. Welcome. Welcome to Pull Up and Thrive. You can overcome adversity. You don't have to be beaten down. Stephen has learned the hard way. And after becoming successful, he's ready to help overwhelmed business owners overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, so that you can have the life and business you want. I know how it feels like whenever you just want to quit and say, forget it, I'm done. To overcome adversity, you have to lean in and not pull back. Engage. This is Pull Up and Thrive. And now your host, Stephen Caps. I put out the call and you answered the call. Thank you so much for the question, Julio. How do I scale my business without setting myself up for failure? Oh my goodness. That is a great question. Great question. Before I get to answering Julio's question, if you have a question, send it to connect at stephencaps.com. That goes directly to me, and I would love to answer your questions on the show. So speaking of show, thank you so much for listening, rating, reviewing, and sharing. Appreciate it. So let's dive into this. How do I scale my business without setting myself up for failure? First of all, what does it mean to scale? It is one of those words that it can sound big and scary and, oh, no, I can never do, you know, I can never scale a business. If you've listened to this show for any time at all, you know that this show is all about the nuts and bolts of business. And I try my best to break it down in the most simple way possible because I'm just that guy. I'm a simple guy. I'm a regular guy trying to make it like everybody else. So to scale a business simply means to grow. I want to grow my business. And that's it. I want to grow my business. How do I grow my business without setting myself up for failure? So growing your business, what does that mean? Well, what does it mean to you? Do you want to add one team member, or 100. That is up to you. You get to decide. Now, uh, before we go there, I first want to make a disclaimer, okay? Whatever is good about your business, whenever you grow it, that will be magnified. So, hey, that's great. That's awesome. Whatever is bad... Whatever is negative, whatever might be toxic and unhealthy will also be magnified. So you want to surround yourself with people that you trust to tell you the truth about you and your business because you do not want to ramp this thing up and you grow a huge, toxic, unhealthy business. Because as an example, if you have poor personal financial habits, Whenever you grow a business, those same habits will overflow into the business. So we want to grow a healthy 
sustainable business, a business that grows line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. So we want to be sure to grow a good, healthy business. And you have to be clear, why do you want to grow a business? If it's all about you and making money, uh, it's, it's going to be a slimy business. And it, it'll be really tough to keep quality people if it's all about you, your ego, and making you money. Because that doesn't make people excited. So before you scale, you have to have your mission statement. Core values, you have to have those two things in place before you even think about scaling. Because, well, what are you scaling? What is your mission? Where are you going? Because if you don't have a mission, you don't know where you're going. So step number one is that we want to set a goal. Where do you want to end up? Again, do you want to have five team members or 50? And then set the outcomes that you want. Do it like a five-year, three-year, and a one-year goal. That that five-year goal is a little out there, so do like Jim Collins says and set a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal. What is that thing that keeps you driving towards that goal, towards that dream? It is big, and it's hairy, and it's a little scary, but what is that BHAG that you're driving towards? So that's out there in the distance. So it has to be something big, has to be something amazing, has to be something that you're passionate about. And whatever that is, put it out there for you to drive towards. Then as you begin to get more granular, you know, take it from five years to three years to one year. Now, now one year is where we have to get all the details worked in there. How many, how many employees do you want to have? How much revenue? How much money do you want to make? How much profit? You have to set these goals out there because we have to know where we're going and what we're driving towards. And you have to understand what infrastructure do I need to have in place? And what I mean by infrastructure is buildings, cars, trucks, computers, equipment, tools, whatever that means for your business, what would I have to add if I want to grow this thing? Dave Ramsey talks about a three-legged stool is uh, the growth of a business. One leg is cash, one leg is human resources, and one leg is infrastructure. So you have to have a slow, steady growing stool because if one leg is out of kilter, the whole stool falls over. So it's slow and steady. You have to set a goal. And number two, build your systems. Now in um, episode five, I lay out how do I build systems. So I would drop that in the show notes for you, like always. But what is the customer journey? What, what is the timeline from first contact through the final payment? What are the steps that the customer needs to take to do that successfully? Now, the customer may not be taking all of the steps themselves, but if the job is going through your system, 
Where does it have to go to end up at the end to have a successful job and a happy customer? I'm going to drop in the show notes a website called Lucid Chart to where you can map out step by step the customer journey. That's what I call it. You can call it whatever you want. But these are the steps that are required to complete a job from beginning to end. Now, in that system, there may be scripts, forms, documents, whatever is needed that has to be communicated in the system. So if you have people answering the phone, how do you want the phone answered? Do you want a script for them to answer the phone? Or do you just need five or six bullet points to be sure that they ask specific questions? Because you're not going to be there answering the phone, so you have to press out a pattern. This is how I want it done. And you have to do this, otherwise you will grow this saying and it won't be anything like you wanted it. You have to be very, very intentional doing every step, step by step, very specific, very detailed, because if this isn't detailed, then people are, people are going to come in and do it however they want, and it's not going to give you the outcome that you want. Anytime that you go to a restaurant, hotel, an event, and it goes smoothly, that is because the people are operating a system. And you don't even notice it because it runs so smoothly. Do you have your favorite drink stop or your favorite chain restaurant? You can go to a chain in Marshall, Texas or in Phoenix, Arizona. And if they're doing the system, it's going to be the same. Your uh, cafe, latte, whatever you drink at Starbucks will be the same no matter where you go. If it's not the same, someone's not doing the system. So systems are very, very, very important. Whenever we started the handyman business, we did not do anything until we had mission statement, core values, and systems in place. Now, as you begin to do these things in real time, in real life, you may have to adjust, but you have to start with a system. And number three, hire strategically. Hire strategically. You can have five team members and it's a zoo. Or you can have 20 and it runs like a well-oiled machine. You want to hire very strategically. And there's three different episodes that I talked about hiring. I'm going to drop those in the show notes. Be sure to hire strategically because you do not want to be a genius with a thousand helpers, which means that you're the only one that knows how to do anything, but you have all these helpers asking you 50 questions each all day long. So 50 times a thousand, so 50,000 questions a day. Okay. You do not want to do that. Now, as you set up your systems, In this one system, how many employees, how many team members are required? Okay, for each team member, you want to write a KRA, which is a key result area. 
which is basically a simple job description, and then two to three outcomes that they are responsible for. Now, imagine there is a rope bridge, okay? The rope bridge spans a canyon with jagged rocks underneath, okay? The bridge is your system, and and the boards in your bridge are, are the KRAs. If you have a missing bridge, the customer is going to fall through the bridge onto the jagged rocks. The job is going to fall through on the jagged rocks and smash on the bottom. We do not want that to happen. The system is super important. The individuals managing the systems are super important. If you have not read the E-Myth by Michael Gerber, I will drop that in the show notes as well. You have to read that book. That is a must read. Whenever you are hiring, you want to be creative. Think outside of the box, okay? Don't just think, I need, I need people 40 hours a week. Be creative. Hire part-time, outsource, subcontract, virtual assistant, or even have a virtual team. You get to decide. Determine what works for you. Be creative. You are obviously a great problem solver if you're in business. So look at this as a problem. What is the best way to solve this problem? And number four, I get probably more pushback on this one than I do anything, but I'm going to say it anyways. Grow at the speed of cash. Cash is king. Whenever you have piles of cash, you have what we call options. I have been in the position before where I had no options. I had no cash. I didn't have any other choice. When you have piles of cash, you have options. So you grow at the speed of cash, which means that you grow as fast as you can pay for items with cash. Because debt adds a layer of risk that cannot be figured with the interest rate. I know the interest rate may be great, but debt adds risk. Last summer, we did a humongous job. It was a humongous job for us. It was about a $250,000 job. And we had already communicated with our vendor, our a material supplier, about the material orders that we would receive. And they agreed to do net 30 terms. So they would uh, deliver the material, we would install the material, then our bill would be due 30 days after we received the material. Well, in between the time that we get the job and we place our order, the supplier had been sold. And the new supplier would not give us terms. Uh Uh-oh. Well, what did we do? Well, we had a pile of cash over here. We got a substantial down payment. And I put this money aside over here because you never know what's going to happen. Don't be the guy that gets a pile of cash as a deposit and you go and buy a new truck. And now you have no cash. Don't be the guy that gets a pile of cash and then go in a bunch of debt either. 
we run a, a million dollar business with no debt. Zero debt, not one credit card. We do not have a line of credit. We are our own bank. And that took time for us to get there. So whenever you have cash, you have options. Why do most businesses fail? One may surprise you, success. They grow too fast. They don't have systems in place and all their customers fall through the rope bridge onto the jagged rocks. And customers who fall through the jagged rocks onto the jagged rocks don't want to pay. So success, you have to grow slow because if you do not have the systems and the infrastructure in place, you will fail. And if you don't fail, it'll be very, very, very stressful and you will want to fail. You want to be out of business. And cash flow issues. And number three is debt. Businesses fail because of success, cash flow issues, and debt. Don't be another statistic. Pile cash. When I was going out of business... The only advice that I got from people was that you need more debt, which was unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Let me throw this in there. If you're booked up for months and you have no cash, you need to raise your prices. You probably need to triple your price. I, I use three things to determine setting prices. One What do you need to run your business? Two, what will the market bear? And three, what is your growth plan? How much does it cost your business to operate? How much will the market bear? And what is your growth plan? So if the market will bear $1,000 for your product or service and you're only charging $500, you're leaving $500 on the table. So we want to be sure that we are charging enough because it takes money to do number three, what is your growth plan? It costs money to add team members, to add equipment, to add infrastructure. All of this takes time. And the customers that you want are not looking for the cheapest price. The customers that you are looking for and the ones that are looking for you are not looking for the cheapest price. Number five, be willing to pivot. Things rarely work out in the way you plan. So be flexible. Like a road trip, you may run in, you may run into a detour, you may run into construction. Be willing to pivot. Because remember, there are always obstacles, hurdles, and roadblocks. Always. Even if you're doing everything right, there are obstacles, hurdles, and roadblocks. I used to think that because I was running up against these obstacles that I must be doing something wrong. No, we are doing something that is hard. If this stuff was easy, you've heard it a thousand times. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. If it was easy to run a debt-free business, everybody would be doing it. If it was easy to scale your business, everybody would be doing it. Just because you hit an obstacle doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It just means that it's hard. All right, so let's put a bow on this. Number one, set goals. Two, build systems. Three, hire strategically. Four, 
grow at the speed of cash. Five, be willing to pivot. Well, thank you so much for being with me today. If you can do these five things, you too can overcome adversity, avoid the crash and burn, and have the life and business that you want. And remember, I'm Stephen Caps. You're the best. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Caps. Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at stephencaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.